Welcome to today's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm Michael Jinn, along with your co-host, Shane Carvalho. And today we are super excited to have Jeff, Jeff Fargo with us. Jeff is the AVP of Sales and Digital Strategy at Fidelity National Title in Las Vegas. And he's also been selected, as I found out on his LinkedIn, Top 100 Men of the Year in 2020, 2021, as well as Top 100 Real Estate Professionals in 2022 by My Vegas Magazine. And Jeff is also the host of Fargo Talks, and you can find his channel on YouTube. So Jeff, with that, welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here. Jeff, how do you feel after that edification? Michael Jen has the best intros. I honestly like I it's well, here's the thing. And Michael's got like that baritone voice. And so I'm like, if I could take that caption and put that in like my Bumble profile as a video clip, if they did that <laughs> and, and just embed that. And then if I could just send that to every like, you know, eligible age appropriate woman in the Las Vegas area with a thigh gap, um, I think it would be great. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's so funny that you bring that up, Jeff, because, you know, I feel like this has been the theme of the week without us realizing it. Like Shane talked about in another meeting we had earlier this week about how, how he would, you know, on dating, on past dating apps, you know, get repeat and referral clients. And, you know, it's so funny, given this show is about helping real estate agents who are in production take their business to that next level. I really think we have something here. Between Bumble, <laughs> Tinder, these dating apps. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you guys something. There, it's very similar. I have a funnel in my head as I'm dating right now. When it's warm leads, cold leads, you know, hot leads. Ones you nurture, ones you drip. It's you know, there's a there's a whole uh, there's a whole bunch of different stuff you do. And anybody that says you know online dating sucks. Well, don't hate the player, hate the game. That's just the way it is. Like with real estate now, every, the thing is, again, I can do this, a segue into, into real estate and real estate marketing and technology. That's where everything's going with, you know, now the onset of chat GPT and with, with you know, artificial intelligence is taking over by storm. And mm -hmm. you, you either get on board or, you know what, you, you, you coach your people up or you coach them out. That's just how it is. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I can't like the, my first uh, taste of Chad GBT. I was like, wow, <laughs> like Michael here, you know, he's, he's a lot more techie than I am. And he's the one that introduced me and um, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's such a help. Like we're, I was talking about like, even for like video scripts, when you're doing your video, like you could just, you know, pretty much tell it what you want. It does the research and it puts it out in the words. I mean, that's crazy. And you just edit it to your flavor, you know? You can make it and you can make it funnier. Uh, make it so it's uh, NLP, neuro linguistic. Uh, you know, it's, there is a whole bunch of the, the term prompt engineer is something that everybody should become familiar with because that is going to become a cottage industry uh, of folks because it's good data in, good data out. So if you put something in vanilla, you know, write me a video script for a uh, home tour. Well, that's nice, but write me a 45 second scripts for a home tour targeting first time home buyers, you know, who all who have three kids and drive an RV. Then it, then it really goes nuts. And that's the true nuances and essence of, of artificial intelligence. And uh, we ain't seen nothing yet. Supposedly uh, Q1 of this year, uh, you know, uh, they're going to launch 4.0, ChatGPT 4.0, OpenAI. And that's, then it's like, forget it. Then that's like Terminator stuff. That's Cyberdyne systems, uh, you know, where stuff's going to be going on. And in a good way, I still think it's good, 
But yeah, uh, I think that right now, if you're a realtor, if you're not all in on AI, uh, you are probably making 20 to 30% of your day less efficient, at least. Yeah. And it's, it's really incredible with chat GPT. Like one thing I discovered playing around with them more this week is it, it does more than just English, which is amazing. Like I, so one of the things I want to do is I'm, I'm bilingual. I, I grew up speaking Mandarin in the house, but if he asked me to like read or write Chinese characters, I'm like, I'm lost all the time. My parents always joke with me that like I read and write at like a third grade level, but like chat GPT is amazing because I can put in the right prompts and say, Hey, create for me a YouTube script that, that talks about, you know, the housing market in January, 2023, as an example, then I could freaking have it output it in, for me in Chinese, right? Plug it in and I can just do Chinese right there. And I don't have to think about how I translate it from English to, to Mandarin myself. So it, can you read funny. me? Oh, go sorry, go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say, uh, can you actually read it when it's written out, Michael? I can read some, but then see, it just the translation is the hardest part. And then the ones I can't read, I'll just put into Google Translate and I get the, uh, the English like phonetic sounds and then I'm golden. <laughs> it's, it's solid. And, and, and when you, you mentioned third grade, another good prompt that I'm using whenever I'm doing queries for, for my clients or myself is you want it to be explained in a fifth grade reading level. Yeah, that's a really good one because then it just we being in real estate, think of different EMD. Uh, you know, there's a ton of different stuff that we've got. People don't know what that is. A lot of people don't know, especially first time home buyers don't know what that is. And we, we take it for granted that they know. So to do like fifth grade reading level is huge. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's where I'm. I am all in right now on, uh, you know, my, my number one thing is, is video like this with my podcast and then pushing out short form content every single, every single day, every day. Uh, and then, um, second is getting woven into the ecosystem of chat GPT. So, I mean, obviously, cause you, you know, work for a large company, like, I mean, are you just, I mean, are you kind of just set loose to like, do you have any kind of parameters or any boundaries or, I mean, do you just, they just let you get after it. Cause I mean, I know you obviously personally. So like what, like, I mean, how risque can you be like, right. Cause you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, talk to me about that. I mean, I'm curious cause you know, you're a great marketer. I'm just curious how, how you can apply all this to, you know, your new company. Well, thank you. And that's a, it's a great question. Uh, Fidelity, I mean, we're the number one title insurance company on the planet, like a $43 billion company, none bigger than market share. When, when they brought me in, uh, they literally said, you go nuts, you go ham. And we will back you and help you. And so what I'm literally doing is beta testing a lot of uh, campaigns and platforms here. I'm, I'm in Las Vegas, Southern Nevada. And it's stuff that it's not if, when it bears fruit, then that stuff will be deployed more on a regional, national level for the company. Got yeah, they, They've got me as tip of the spear. It's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. It'd be fun to work with you every day. I love hanging with you, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I Listen, I, I, ADHD, I take enough Adderall to kill a family of four. Uh, you know, I, I, I exhaust myself sometimes, Shane, but that's very kind. Thank you. I think you'd, I'm, I'm, I'm like a golden retriever puppy. I go 110 miles an hour or I'm asleep. That's it. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great analogy. Is that a new one or is that the one you've always used? Uh, no, I have a bunch of different ones. <laughs> I have a bunch of different ones. So Jeff, I have, a, I have a question for you. So like, obviously you're like with Fidelity, you're kind of the tip of the spear right now in terms of like the, the bold and the new. 
And I think the three of us on here would all agree that like, you know, as real estate agents, we really should be leveraging, you know, like AI, we should be leveraging social media, long form, short form content. But for those agents that, you know, let's say have never done this before, right? Or are still trying to get into like this, whether they're experienced or just starting out, like what advice would you have for them? Like how, how should they best get started? One thing is this thing right here. It's called a cell phone. Uh, a lot of people have them now. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not a fad. I think it's going to stick yeah. around. I think this is kind of yeah. this is caught on that technology, and it's literally. It comes down to this, and I, I, again, as a, as a precursor to this answer, I've been in the digital strategy, social media marketing world since America Online AOL in the early nineties. It's like ninety three, so. I know it pretty well. I've gone through MySpace and Facebook for 15 years and Meta and everything. You need to have a unique value proposition. Uh, wherever you are as a realtor, there are hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands of people with their license. However, you have a fingerprint that nobody else has. Even identical twins do not have the same fingerprint. So what is it about you that makes you unique that if I'm a buyer or a seller, how are you going to earn my trust? You have to earn the trust. You don't ask for it. You earn it to make the most stressful, biggest financial decision of my life in buying or selling a home. And how is that done? And if I'm, I, I reverse engineer everything, guys. And so if I'm a realtor and if I'm going after listings and I'm dripping on sellers and you know you you can do that by you know there's you can go to your title company and you can get uh you know addresses of people and then you could either if it's permitted they can skip trace it for you like here it's not permitted but i know a lot of data companies i connect my clients to and uh if anybody wants any information just hit me up i'm happy to hook you up with that but you then you get good data and free data is usually the worst data so if you're getting free data from a title company with phone numbers and email addresses, now I'm not saying all the time, maybe sometimes it's good, but more often than not, it's not as good as the data you're going to pay for. You're, you're much better off paying a really good company for that data. And you're going to save a lot more time and convert more leads. So it's getting good data, defining your audience, getting good data, and then sending various methodologies of your unique value proposition about why they want to work with you and why they want to work with you, by the way, yes, do the just solds and just listeds and market reports, but oh my gosh, please don't do those all the time. I, you'll lose me. Again, I'm out. All right. I want to see you. I want to see you traveling. I want to see like right now, I'm open about my life. I'm a single dad. I dad hard, just like Shane does. Uh, you know, we are proud dads and we are, we fly that flag 24 7 365 to the point where you know it'll bring you to tears that's how much we love being dads um i'm bringing i'm in the, in the process just brought my mom back over from florida her health isn't great i have her in an assisted living facility here in, in henderson nevada uh, i'm open about that and sharing that with people because i want people i'm not looking for your sympathy or your pity or anything like that but i'm letting you in with who i am as a person and it's not all, you know, hey, here's Vegas. I'm going to a five-star dinner and look at this Instagram-friendly coffee shop, and which those are all over the place here. Swing a dead cat, you hit 45 places, you can get Instagram content. I want people to know about me. And I want to have literally a one-on-one -on -one direct conversation with people. So if you're brand new, pick up your cell phone and start posting videos. Start recording videos of yourself. And whether you go hiking, 
you get the most mundane thing you think of. I bet other people, if you stamp collect, there's somebody out there that's going to love stamp collecting. They're going to love that. Or if you flip Beanie Babies on eBay, how about that one for an old school poll, boys? That brings um, that me just, back. <laughs> thanks, Adderall. That just came out of nowhere. Um, but there's people out there who are like, oh, my gosh, that guy Fargo, the realtor, he does he does Beanie Babies. That's awesome. So I've got Beanie Babies in my garage. You know, it's be it, celebrate who you are as a person first, then educate them secondar- secondarily as you being a realtor. No, that's that. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic advice. Because like a lot of stuff that you see on social media today is just always either the wins or the glitz and the glam. But I think people are are thirsty for just that real connection, even though it's through social media. People are afraid to, Michael. I think people are afraid to be real and be themselves. I mean, I'm a 53 year old guy, bald, oily T zone, bags under my eyes, more chins in a Chinese phone book. I know that it's okay. I'm good. I'm, I, I accept and love who I am, you know, and if you, if I offend you, I don't mean to, I never come from a position to offend anybody. Um, Ricky Gervais had a great saying. He's like, if I live my life where nobody offends me, what a horrifically boring life that is. That's just, I, I can't do that. So you've got that where it's that kind of built in thing right now in our culture that you don't want to, be yourself because you're afraid you're going you're gonna to offend somebody. Well, guess what? If you're doing it right, you don't be afraid if somebody's talking about you negatively or positively. Be scared when they're not talking about you at all. That's what should keep you up at night if people don't know who you are. So, you know, so put yourself out there, man. That's, that's a big, big, big one. Um, and the, the, the worst video is the one you don't post. That's the worst one. And so when in doubt, post it. Uh, it's something I do. I have over 300 clients here in Vegas. I tell all of them, if you spend more than eh, 30 seconds looking at a video, just paralysis of analysis, send it to me. Let me look at it. And I'll give you a thumbs up emoji or I'll hop on a call and go, okay, walk me through why if you're wearing a bikini, doing an inverted keg stand at the Hoover Dam, uh, how is that going to make me comfortable with trusting you to list my house? <laughs> And yes, I've had those conversations. Uh, it's Vegas. I trust me. I've had those conversations. conversations. So it, it's just, it's, it's cel- again, it's celebrating the individual of you, but you're a professional and you're a realtor and you are paid a lot of money, but you earn it. Be the realtor that earns his or her commission. Not the one that does very little, and, but is the first one with their handout to get paid at closing. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fantastic. And Shane, that's kind of like what your like focus has always been kind of in your business too, right? As a real estate agent is like, hey, we're not just here for the transaction, but it's really building that long lasting like friendship and relationship with people. Yeah, no, it's always, and I, yeah, I repeat it to the new agents at Genesis all the time. It's like, don't worry about the money, just take care of the client. You know, the money's always there. It's always been like that, you know, 23 years strong now. Um, it's always been that way. And I mean, honestly, if you're in this business for the money, then it's going to be a short career anyway, because, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, you gotta be passionate. I mean, this is, this is, you can be handsomely rewarded, but it's a, you know, it's a tough business and you, you know, you really have to be in it for the right reason. But yeah, I am always preaching that. I, I just had a meeting with a, and she's been in license, I think like seven or eight months here in town and she's great. 20 years old and phenomenal. She's already, and she's doing deals already. Uh, and, and she lives with her mom. And I said, you know, what are some of your goals? Because again, 
you don't have to be money motivated, but you can set goals that are monetary to then and reach those goals, right? That's okay. Like, but don't, don't, don't be a, you know, someone that just goes after the money, like Shane was saying, but she was saying, well, I want to get my own house. Maybe I'll do it this year or next year. I go, no, no, no. Growth mindset. You're going to do it this year. I want you to start looking at homes now that something that you wouldn't want to move into is your first home and say, if it's 500 grand, okay, great. How much are you going to need to put down to buy that home? Where do you bank? She goes, I bank at Wells Fargo. I want you to put $100 in a Wells Fargo savings account today and name it house account and start putting as much of your commissions in that account now. And guess what? By the end of the year, we're going to find you a house. Done. And so it's just, there's ways you can incentivize yourself as a realtor. Uh, other ones have said that I want to get a nice watch. What do you want? I want a Rolex. Great. What one do you want? I want a Submariner. It's 14 grand for the Submariner. Great. Where do you bank? I bank at Chase Bank. Start watch fund and put a hundred bucks or 50 bucks in it right now. If you don't do that, it's, it's just not an attainable goal unless you, you write it down. You've got skin in the game. You're putting money towards it. You're invested in this. That's how you reach your goals. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's funny that you say that because that, that also correlates to um, a little bit every day, you know, to make progress. Cause most of us are all about instant gratification because like for me, I want it now. And, um, you know, what really helped me was there's a lot of great books out there and, you know, books like the compound effect, chop wood, carry water. I mean, there's a bunch of these types of books out there that have a very similar theme. And, um, it was a game changer for me because, you know, I'm one of those people like go big or go home. I want it today. So that advice of just putting a little bit, it, it does build up. And in fact, in my personal situation, I have these automatic drafts that get pulled out of the account. I don't even know what's happening. And periodically I look, I'm like, oh, wow, I've accumulated, you know, quite a bit, not paying attention. Um, I have, a, you know, into different things like, you know, IRA, college funds, uh, you know, savings, whatever. Um, that's a great way to do it too. They just put on auto pay and it just builds up over time. You don't even think about it. Yeah. And I think like I would, I would add on, it's interesting. I, sh I shared this with our team like a few weeks back. Like I think it's all the more important to like have something tangible that you're working towards, especially in the market environment like today. Right. I was, I was sharing with the team, like when I first started growing out my real estate business, it was about a year and a half, two years ago. And that was when the market was was crazy hot, right? You can literally walk into an open house. And I did that with my first like seven, eight transactions. Like Shane had open houses. I go meet buyers and we close the deal. But it's interesting now with the market is you realize like, okay, real estate, it's the long, it's a long-term play. It's a long-term game where like you really have to like slowly, sl very slowly, like do small things every day, like call your clients, call your sphere, do cold calling, do call canceled, expires, whatever it is. And slowly but surely, then that's how you build up like a database of, of clients that you ultimately can work with. And it, it's just interesting that shift. And this is why Shane, I know, always says like, it's a market like this where, you know, the real estate agents like that are experienced really like lick their chops and do well because they know what they're doing. They've built up those habits. More generational wealth is built in the economic downturn. In, in, in the valley more than the peak. And another thing, and I, I preach this to newer agents, do rentals. D take take rental leads because you are planting seeds of people that within six to 12 months, there's a very good chance they're going to buy a home. And, or if not, that's a great referral source for you. 
to drip them weekly with something cool and connect with them on, on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and everything else, they become woven into your social media family, the fabric of what you're doing. And to do that, and, say, and I, I'm a big fan of, of that as well. Doing Do the rentals, man. Take, take rental leads as often as you can. Yeah, there's we have different um, people in our group in different markets where it's very prominent. Like our market isn't really big on that, but that's a great lead source. And um, I've actually, one of the agents I do business with on the East Coast does a lot of that. And probably half of their business comes from that. And then it's also, yeah, it's it just, it also has grown to where they've gotten introduced to landlords. Then all of a sudden, now they get listings on investment properties. So, no, that's a great tip, Jeff. And honestly, I, I've seen it work. So, I, I mean, I, I know I'm very blessed and lucky that I know a bunch of realtors uh, here in Las Vegas. And so, when I, my, when my ex and I split up two years ago, only one realtor reached out to me, and we were friends, anyways. But she said, "How can I help you?" She didn't say, "Can I help you get a house?" or she said, how can I help you? I go, you know what? I, I, I need a rental. For certain stuff that's gone on in my life, I've had to move to three different rentals in two years. She's a top performing agent here in town. She stops everything to help me and we go look at rentals. Guess who I'm going to use when I'm buying a house? I'm using her. I'm using her with over anybody else. And that is the biggest dilemma if you're a lender or if you are a title uh, you know, you're a title rep or escrow officer and you're buying a house or selling a house, who do you use? Because you're going to tick off somebody usually. Well, uh, you know, I, I have somebody right here that she's earned it. She's earned it. I don't care about the commission. She could charge what she wants to. She's earned it with the time that she's invested in me. So I, uh, I guess that leads me to something that I've been meaning to ask you, even on just not even necessarily today here, but so, you know, you're a title rep, right? But I mean, you have such great skills, right? To be like an agent, right? So like what, you know, why are you not, why have you not explored going down that road or have you at some point? Um, not, not really. I mean, I, I'm very good here at, I mean, Fidelity's taking very good care of me. I'm super happy uh, where I am. It's also, I have an ex-wife and kids. I've, I've two genetically superior children that I need to get fed and clothed and going to jujitsu and, uh, and karate and singing and, acting and dancing and everything else. And so they're my priority. Uh, you know, in a perfect world, uh, you know, many, 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 many years from now, would I want to do like my own consulting gig and, and coach up agents all over the country? And meanwhile, I'm sitting with that, you know, leggy girl with a thigh gap or in the Seychelles and I've got my iPad, you know, maybe working there like one or two hours a day. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you know, th that'll happen. But for now, I, I love where I am. I'm blessed with what I do. Uh, they let me do my podcast, and I push out short-form content from that podcast every day, every day, on every social you can almost think of. So uh, it'd be a great question, but for right now, it's like it's not broken. Why fix it? And I'm, I'm really well-supported at, at Fidelity National Title. They're, they've been phenomenal uh, to me. Like going through all this stuff with my mom, uh, my, my boss has been – whenever I've called her, go, hey, I got – she's like, go. Family comes first, Jeff, go. Don't worry about anything else. We've got you covered, and they have every time i love that that's that's a big thing for me families first I'm, I'm loyal man i was i was raised by roman catholic italians in upstate new york uh you know that's my that's my thing and so i'm if you're good to me i am good back to you a thousand times you know a, a thousand fold back 
And and so, uh, you know, I have a family. Uh, I have a family here at, at Fidelity National Title. So no, I mean, you've been there for a few months. I mean, have you? Because I mean, they they set you loose, and I'm assuming that part of what you want to do is is really get after market share. I mean, do you guys have a pretty good market share in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah we're. I mean, we always do better, um, and it's it's growing, growing, growing. Uh, you know, with market market's been challenged, uh, obviously for everybody, and so it makes you think smarter on what to do and how to and how to grow market share. Uh, I, I I work with some just it's like murderers row of escrow officers. We have a slew of EOs with twenty to thirty years plus of experience. Wow! It's like the Library of Congress of escrow officers, and <laughs> to have that at my disposal because i'll be honest with you between you and me i don't know anything about like a cd or settlement statement don't 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 but you want to do uh you know a pre-roll campaign on youtube or you want to do some stuff how to build your tiktok audience and get engagement yeah i'm your guy i'm probably the i'm i'm the guy to do that i'm confident in saying that but I have people here that I get like what, a subject to what subject to what like a story like what's a subject to I don't, I don't know and so I have people here that I can pass that stuff off immediately and and do that that's the part for me I'm 53 years old I don't want to grind people that grind I'll, I'll break a hip at my age if I grind something I'm not going to grind I'm done grinding uh, I don't want to do that I I just be very tactical with my time and work smart and I have a team here that is second to none in the nation. I, I put my team up against anybody. It's they're phenomenal. Even the other reps I work with, I'm open about it. There's no drama. There's no backstabbing. And you guys don't know this because you're on the real estate side. There is usually fighting going on over accounts and drama, but you never see it because you're the customer. So you don't, you know, you don't air your dirty laundry. I'll be honest with you. Here at Fidelity in Vegas, we don't have that. We all get along so well. If I'm gone out of town to take care of my mom back when she was in Florida, I have seven teammates I can call to take care of my stuff. And they all will, and they expect no compensation whatsoever, as I will for them. And you can't put a price on that. How, how do you go about building like a team environment like that? Because I feel like that's very rare. I come from corporate and, you know, some, you know, some teams are better than others. And other, a lot of times in corporate, like you have a lot of finger pointing. Right. So how how do you feel like you guys have been able to build that culture where it's, you know, everyone's not there for themselves, but everyone's there to help each other out in any corporate environment? And even though, you know, realtors are independent contractors, but you still have a broker or a sales manager. Right. There's still hierarchy or a mentor. There's still a hierarchy there. When in doubt, look up. Look up every single time. If I'm a realtor. And I'm not happy because I'm not getting any leads. I'm not getting any training. Well, who's your sales manager? Who's your mentor? Who's your broker? What are they doing to help you? And if they, again, you get coached up or you get coached out, you do that for yourself as well. And if you're not getting the tools and resources you think you should be getting for the splits or for the environment that you're in, guess what? There is a hundred other different brokerages around you that you can go interview. And also, by the way, if ever you are looking and you're a realtor, talk to your title rep or talk to uh, your, your LO at your lender that you love and say, hey, you know me pretty well. I'm putting my toe in the water to maybe look at other places. What, what brokers do you think I should interview? And you're interviewing the broker. They're not interviewing you. You, you interview them. And, I, and that's something that I get asked for once in a while, and I'm happy to share. Uh, but that's something a lot of agents, I think, overlook uh, a, a title rep 
or an escrow officer or an LO, a loan officer, as a resource to help them out. So the other thing I wanted, I was thinking about as you were talking just now is like, obviously you have a lot of things going on with, you know, Fidelity and then your personal life and then also, you know, doing all this content. Um, how are you like, do you use time blocks? Like how, how do you help yourself be more efficient in terms of fitting all that stuff into your life? Um, it's easy. Adderall and edibles. <laughs> Great. It's, both are legal and prescribe the Adderall and, you know, like 10 milligrams of, uh, Sativa, uh, you know, indigo hybrid. I'm good. Uh, uh, I, you know what? I I think it's I I ADHD, and so I've tried to time block. Uh, I've I've done uh, content on it. I'm more task driven, Michael. Uh, I know what I need to get done. Now I'm always three to four hundred emails deep. Always, I'm never going to have a clean inbox. It's never going to happen. And as soon as you get to the point that you know that's going to happen, you're breathing rarefied air. Oh, it's okay. It's okay if you got all these text messages. You know what? You'll get back to them. The sun's still going to go down tonight and come up tomorrow. It's okay. It's all right. And you need to set the expectation with people. Um, I never use the word busy. To me, busy is a swear word. Because if I'm talking to you about working with you, and if you tell me that you're busy or you're slammed, that means that I'm not important to you. And I'll go somewhere else. Uh, you know, then I'm, I'm out actually. And so I always say I'm blessed. If people say, Oh, you're too busy. I'm not too, I'm never too busy for you. Uh, I have a blessed book of business. Uh, my calendar is pretty full this week, but here's my calendar link. I just texted it to you. Pick my first 45 minute opening that I have and I'm all yours. And I do that. That's actually a great, that would be because you and I both have ADHD. I mean, obviously I don't, I haven't gone down the road of the medication, I guess, but, uh, what I was going to say, though, is that <clears throat> I guess it would help me because I get caught up and then it's bad customer service, not keeping your word on calling people back. I like the Calendly link. I, I mean, I have a Calendly link just for a short window, just for like meeting up about stuff. But I like the idea of pushing that. In fact, um, a couple you know business professionals I was on a networking thing with yesterday from New York, they were asking me to send them my link because we're trying to coordinate meeting up. And it's funny, they're all like all savvy with their links and stuff. And I'm just like lagging in that department but we'll get you there we'll get you there brother we got to crawl before we walk you're good you're hey but i can see you're doing a podcast tell them (laughs) tell them to suck it you're to go you know what i would help you with your calendar but i have a podcast to shoot and then mic drop and and then leave the conversation leave on a costanza from seinfeld leave on a high note that's it you're out love costanza Um, but yeah i i think that i i am very tactical with my time and so I, I live and breathe my Outlook calendar on my phone. I even have when my kids have jujitsu and karate or when I'm with them on the weekends or spend time one-on-one time with them, it's in my calendar. And those are not like, I don't move those. I do not move those. And so like, I pick up my son at the bus stop at 340, three days a week, and, and then take him to jujitsu. Now when I'm at jujitsu, I'm on my laptop a lot of times. I'm working from there, returning emails and talking to people, but I'm still present with my son. And I see him, and so it, it's having that balance. Uh, you know, as we get more active with our books of business, and when you become more successful, it's managing your time. That's what it comes down to. Because when you get to a certain income level, the worst is when you start to go down. And if you're used to commission checks being up here, and all of a sudden it's here, things kind of go to DefCon five, and you know, and that's happened with almost everybody. Now it's happened to me. 
you know, I'm, I'm downsizing a bunch of stuff now and, uh, and rightfully so. And that's okay. I'm, I'm cool with it, but also I'm investing, like I'm on the Peloton more, I'm investing more time on me, uh, to have more balance and I'm, I'm loving on my kids more, uh, cause that, that recharges me. And now my, my, now my, my mom's here. I'll, I'll be over there almost every day over to Sunrise Manor in room 327 and hang out with her. Probably shouldn't have said that. Don't stalk my mother. She'll kick your ass. Um, <laughs> what but, did yeah. that part out? <laughs> no, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's right. uh, but yeah, I, I think it just comes down to to balance. You're always you're always tweaking your systems, yourself, your team. You're always doing something to scale, to grow. And whether you're growing as a person, as a realtor, as a team lead, as a mentor, as a broker, something's always, you know, you, you can't remain static. If you're static, you're going to atrophy. Your brain and body will just wither away. Yeah, I think that's really important. And that brings me like, it's it's something that's interesting that I want to share. Like, I, I think like, you know, before when I was growing up and I was just kind of very focused on my career, right? And I think the goals that I was always building towards was always career driven, right? And I think like, so I I look young, but I, I, I been through a marriage, I got divorced. And then through that process, one of the things that I realized is what you're talking about, like kind of growing, but growing holistically as a person. And there's like this acronym that I, I've picked up along the way that I really love, and it's called PIES. Like you want to grow yourself using PIES, which is you want to grow yourself physically, you want to grow yourself intellectually, you want to grow yourself emotionally, and you want to grow yourself spiritually. And it, it's been amazing. Like it's like even though like right now business may be like slow, but it's picking up, if you're growing yourself in all these other aspects, like going forward when business does pick up, you're picking up all these new skills that can help you. Um, even with your business. Agreed. And th things are, Michael, your point, that's a, and it was awesome, by the way, uh, things are picking up. Uh, I interviewed um, Amanda Humphreys, works for a national home builder here in Vegas. We're not allowed to say who it is, but everybody knows who it is if I said it. And she's seeing orders pick up. Uh, and she's in the northwest part of, of Las Vegas. And new build always is a precursor to residential resale. And she's seeing a lot more people coming in. A lot of them are renters. 65% of them are not represented. And a lot of them, all because I always ask for data, 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 data. And um, a lot of them have been renting since 2019, 2020. So a little bit before COVID, COVID, and they've been waiting. And now been saving their money and they've got enough to put down and favorable. Now you go through a new build. A lot of them have, you know, great, uh, you know, lending opportunities. And so they, because they want your money. So, so she's seeing a pickup, uh, at least here in Vegas. We're, we're, we're seeing that now. But who knows? With what's going on, they're saying another 50 bip increase. Uh, Powell might be doing next just because of, you know, the recent data that's come out. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, this is, this is going to be a long, uh, you know, pronounced, uh, challenge for all of us. But guess what? It makes us better at what we do. If you want it easy, you know, Amazon uh, is hiring. Go put stuff in a box. Nothing wrong with people that do that. I'm just saying, if you want to be a realtor, you don't get a paid realtor money. You're going to earn it now. It's not like it was in 2018 or 2019 where you could stand in front of a house that you just got listed in a monkey suit with a blank contract and someone's going to come sign it. That Those days are gone. The days of having a two and a half percent 30-year fixed mortgage. It was a Haley's Comet moment. We will never see that again. My seven-year-old son might see it, 
but I know at 53, I'll never see that again. And so it's resetting those expectations. Realtors have to have very honest, data-driven conversations with a buyer on a listing appointment. And you've got to set those expectations. And if those expectations are not met and or agreed upon, do not enter into an agreement with them. And that's just my opinion, by the way. I'm not talking about Fidelity or anybody else. That's just Jeff Fargo. But don't waste your time. The squeeze isn't worth the juice. And if you're going to have a listing for six months and they're not going to budge and it's that makes you look bad. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a great point, and I think it it goes into like I think I feel like a lot of real estate agents they'll they'll chase that transaction even in this day and age, right? And especially when things are more desperate, right? And Shane can probably talk to this a lot more given his experience, but I think sometimes it is important to like stand your ground, have your like work with the people that want to work with you and that you feel like connection with, right? Um, and I, I think that's that's more important because that potentially leads down to I mean always talk about the network effect, right? If you work with somebody that you can trust and they can trust you and you work well, that doesn't lead to one deal. That leads to like five, six, seven deals down the road um, versus, yeah, if you just chase that one immediate transaction, like it might benefit you in the short run, but in the long term, you could be hurting yourself. As a realtor, your mindset should be, how do I foster, nurture, and encourage a long-term relationship with this individual person? What do I do? How do I lead with karma? And expect nothing in return because the biggest and also the biggest dagger in any realtor's heart and Shane, I think will agree to this is when a house goes up for sale in your neighborhood and your name's not on that sign. That is the, that's like, I'd rather, if I was married, I'd rather somebody runs off with my wife. I'd rather, I'd be happier with that than a sign goes up like next door or across the, in the cul-de-sac right next to me. And it's some schlub from XYZ Realty. But guess what? The only person you have to blame is in the mirror because you're not effectively connecting with these people. You won't connect with everybody. This isn't a zero-sum game. However, if you're not capturing at least 40%, 45% market share in your neighborhood, you're not doing a good enough job to connect with those people. By digital, by doing open houses there, even other, other agents that have listings there, do open houses. Ask them. A lot of times they'll let you sit there and do the open house, free office space for two hours. And, and do that. So th that's a that's a biggie. And that, that can become an annuity for any new agent or even if you've been in business for 20 years, you should be farming your own neighborhood first, number one. And I don't care if, oh, Fern Flanagan always, she dominates my... True Fern. You're so much better than Fern. Stop it. Growth mindset. You're better than her. Rip off and duplicate. Look what she's doing and do it better because you can. Yeah, well, and the the whole geo farm, I'm I'm a big proponent for that, and I'm always pushing that with the team. It's huge, and it's like it's like a no brainer. It's on autopilot, and it bears fruit in waves. You know, I mean, like for in mine, anyways, mine doesn't have as high of a turnover as what I try to get my newer agents to get into. But it's you know, it's a good price point. I know everybody. Like I literally know everybody. Like there's a joke that I'm the mayor there because I walk down the street and I'll talk to everybody. I know I know who lives in every house in that stretch. And I wish I had a bit more time doing that with other areas. That, that That's not a joke. That is the highest compliment you can be paid is that you are, like Gary Vee said, it, to be the mayor of your community or the mayor of your farm. So for you to be in a certain geographic area and you know literally everybody and they know you, that is the greatest compliment as a realtor you can have. And you've earned that. Like that's a badge of honor, man. It's awesome. 
I've, I probably do about 60% of the business in there. But the thing is, is that it's still painful when somebody oh. else lists on the outside. Oh. Um, I, that, it kills me in there. It really kills me. I, the funny thing is, though, is a lot of times I'll bring in the buyer on it, right? Because I'm so connected to that community. I'll have a buyer, but... And, and something I, I, I coach up all, all my clients, we're all realtors, is if you're actively farming your neighborhood and you don't get a listing, you are completely within your right to go knock on the door, first of all, because belly-to-belly contact is the best. Hi, uh, I'm Jeff Fargo I'm with Fargo Realty. It actually, I, I live right down the street. I, I was just curious. First of all, congratulations on you know what's going on. You're selling your house. Um, I, I'm sending you stuff all the time. Just curious, why, why, what did I, what could I have done better to earn the right to have sold your home? And they're usually going to say, well, uh, uncle Chuck has his real estate license and it's going to make Thanksgiving really awkward if we don't use Chuck. Like that's a big one is like family or, well, we, we don't, or we had a realtor that found us this house seven years ago. We, she stayed in touch with us. Uh, Sally Smith at Sally Smith Realty. So we, uh, she was a no brainer for us. That's the only, re- that's usually going to be the answers you're going to get. But if not, if they say, you know what, we're not getting any of your stuff. We haven't seen any, anything at all. What amazing feedback for you. What amazing constructive criticism for you as an agent to tweak your systems to do a better job of farming your neighborhood. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, no, and listings are so valuable. There's not much inventory in our market right now. This agent from another group last night was at, he. I was at broker tour one of my listings, and I mentioned I have another one coming on the market on Monday, and I already had a signed listing on it. But anyway, last night this agent, after going through my broker tour, he text messaged my client asking why she wasn't using him. Like, I mean, that's so unethical. Like in our it, business, and, and it happens all the time, and, Shane. It's awful. And it was funny because he was telling her that he's like the top agent and a top team and everything and. You know, it's like this last year I dealt with this, you know, cancer stuff and being down. But I mean, I still managed to probably sell 25, 30 houses while being out half the year. And, um, you know, this guy sold eight or nine houses. And I just, I mean, being dishonest with the client and just, they don't really care like how many houses you sold. They really want to, they want to know you and your personality and what you can do for them. And so I was really, I was actually really angry at first just because I, you know, like you probably told my voice I'm a little under the weather. So it's like, maybe it's just a little cranky, but I was really annoyed at first. And then I thought it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like bad press is better than no press. So it's like, man, I am so awesome that, you know, they're doing everything they can to try to dethrone me. And then they just have to say, well, he's a good guy. Good luck. You know, it's like, that's like, wow. When, when your reputation is working that hard for you, <laughs> that's awesome. Cause I, you know, that would have back in the day that used to bother the heck out of me. When, when you lead with kindness, there's no, there is no defense when you lead with kindness. And if someone is being unscrupulous, unethical, you maintain your integrity like you always do. And you lead with kindness. Uh, most people, like you said, they don't care if a realtor has been in business for 35 years. They don't care if your license number is 00000004. They don't care. What they care about is right here, right now. Do you get me? Do you get me? Yeah. And, and if you do, we're going to take this leap of faith together. Then, then you've earned the right. No, that's true. No, and, and I, I agree with that 100%. And I was just teasing about the license number because whenever I get offers or agents call me, I always check their license number just to, if I don't recognize the name, I'm always curious, like, 
who am I working with? I mean, everybody's got to start somewhere. So it's not to knock new agents, but I'm it's always all, just curious. It's, it's not a knock at all. And, and, and I mean, anyone, it, it, I've been in real estate for 30 years. And again, I'm 53. So I just, I, my, my, my fear of judgment is gone. I, you know, other people still kind of have that and that's okay. But I just, you know, and, and Shane, you're the same way. Dude, we just, we just, we just sling it, man. We just sling it and it is what it is. We, we do, but you're, you're out of everyone that I meet. Like, that's one thing that I really admire about you is that you're just going to be you and not afraid to be you. And that like, it's, I don't know how to, how do I put this? It's like, if there's ever a time in your life where it's like, maybe there was a whole roller coaster you want to ride on, you're kind of scared or whatever you want to go on this roller coaster. And then one day you find it on the roller coaster and go, holy crap, that was so much fun. You know, just like, and then you're like, look what I've been missing out on, right? And so with not putting out, you know, as much video content as I would like to the last few years and not, there's a lot of things I haven't done in the last, because I've been in the business for 23 years. I started the same age as you. I was 23 when I started. But uh, anyway, I just, um, it, it's it's interesting because I'm trying to cross that line this year because I don't want to have regrets. And um, and it's interesting because I feel like it's going to be like that whole roller coaster story, you know? And you actually probably did that day one. Uh, you know what though? It's we we have ebbs and flows of everything that we do. Um, you know, stuff just it it it, it happens the way it's going to happen. And some days, some days you get the bull, and some days the bull gets you. It's all good. Well, so, I uh, go ahead, Michael. Oh no, I was just gonna I was gonna just say I we'll uh, we'll kind of wrap up the the conversation in the interview right now, Jeff. And I really appreciate having you on. Um, and we both do. Um, one question we always like to ask our guests is. You know, given everything that you know now, like through all your years of experience and being in this business, if you were to start a real estate business today, what would you do? And what would you advise agents to do? Ooh, um, if I was running a real estate business right now, I would hire all of the kids at Costco that are trying to sell you. Um, I think it's like a cable TV or something like a direct TV, all the direct TV salespeople at Costco. They're amazing. Those kids, just their immediate, like how they're trying to engage with you, I'd hire them in a second and, and tell them to get their real estate license and come work for Fargo Realty. Um, so I would, I would, I would do that. I would hire a, a thousand of them, an army of just assassins uh, to be going after people. And then I would have them all in with, uh, with social media, with uh, really transparent, organic, sincere messaging on every single platform possible. And in the beginning, bootstrap it, shoot your content with your iPhone and edit it in CapCut and, and just do that and make sure everything has captions on it. Uh, make sure you're doing decent sound quality with what, you know, make sure that you have some type of microphone. It could be a plugin you get from, from Amazon. That's okay. And just keep putting stuff out there. Do a lot of open houses, do rentals, do a lot of, any rental lead you can get, do it. And always look to pay it forward. Do not be driven by how many deals you're going to do this year, how much money you're going to make. Do it by how many families you're going to help. That's it. That's awesome. I might steal that Costco idea. That's that's just tremendous. Take it, my friend. Thanks, guys. This has been great. This is great. So thank you so much, Jeff. And like, if, if our listeners want to connect with you or want to hear more from you, like, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, best is Jeff.Fargo on Instagram, Jeff.Fargo on TikTok, and uh, Fargo Talks on, on YouTube is my... Uh, my my podcast and that I, I drop one uh, once a week. And uh, no, right now, na on a national level, nobody in the title or escrow space can touch me in terms of content. Nobody. I'm I'm dropping 
uh, shorts, uh, short form content every day uh, on stories. I drop it on reels and I share it to stories and then automatically populates to my Facebook stories as well to put up my uh, view count in reels. Um, and then TikTok and YouTube short, I'm killing it, YouTube shorts. So, and also LinkedIn, LinkedIn's a good one too. So everywhere, omnipotent, my, the mayor, like Shane is, is all I'm doing. That's it guys. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks for doing this with us. It was great having you. Thanks guys. All right, take care.